This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Britflix.com podcast. Fright Fest 2018 series ongoing post festival. And today's guest is Frank Ribier. Hello, Frank. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. I'm very well. You directed the most assassinated woman in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we go into any detail about it, do you want to give a give the audience a brief synopsis as to what that film is about? Oh, well, yeah, we can easily say that it's mostly, um, so the most assassinated woman in the world is, uh, was an actress, a French actress that really existed uh, in the 30s in, uh, in Paris. Uh, and she was called so because she died more than 10,000 times on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, her name was Paula Maxa. And she was really a star, uh, and and we used this incredible biography, um, and and we we built like uh, uh, a genre around all this stuff, and and I, and I think that that what we have a beautiful story about a beautiful actress, great actress, but also a very distinctive one. Mm. Now, now before we delve into the the sort of writing and making this of this film. Um, I just want to ask you something personal about yourself and um, and horror films. So, um, can you can you think of an early or fond memory of seeing horror, a horror film when you were younger? Yeah. That sort of put you on the on the road to being on the program for Frightfest. Yeah, um, I, I have my my first really uh, in impact uh with genre mm-hmm. i would say it's not mainly uh it's not really a genre uh, like we know today like horror or genre but my first uh, memory uh still with a uh a sergio leone movie uh once upon a time in the west oh wow uh, uh, yeah because uh, because in the story that i did understand very well there was a scene that really uh, changed my life. Uh, it's the scene where the bad guy, played by, by Henry Fonda, uh, come to the house of this guy and killing everyone. And at the end, you have the, the, this young boy 
uh, who looks at him and they say, uh, in his eyes, you feel like he's going to spare this guy, this young guy. And then somebody around say, what do we do with him, Frank? Mm. And the guy said, because you call me Frank, we have to kill him. And then he killed the guy. And I think in, in that, this process show me that cinema could be, uh, could go uh, where nothing else can go. Uh, and this, the horror of this scene made me believe that, uh, cinema can express all the bad and the incredible, uh, human spirit. Mm. Uh, and maybe that's something for me inside, in that way of finding and trying to explain how we can act so badly. Uh, and, and, and that's opened me to, lot of genre movie because when you go to the when you want to to see and uh, to go that far mm-hmm. uh, finally you end up uh, watching horror movies and i would say that the first one really had a, an impact on me uh what i think the the bride of frankenstein mm-hmm. uh, uh, and then i would say the first one the other one would be the shining yeah, no, the shining is certainly one of mine. It's interesting yeah. what you're saying there about Once Upon a Time, though. It's uh, I was weirdly, it's about like a crass comparison, but I was what I was rewatching Ridley Scott's The Counselor last night. Yeah, and in that in in the closing moments of that film, I don't know if you've seen it at all. Um, in the no. closing moments of that film, you've got Michael Fassbender's character talking to yeah, 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 I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, talking to one of the head honchos of yeah. of the cartel. Mm. Now. It would have been easy to just do a scene of a guy going, "You're you're going to die. You're going to die. You know this is mm. this is what happens." But instead, the character takes on this kind of philosophical role about alternate realities, and he starts mm. lecturing him about how before you started this 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 attempt to become a kind of drug dealer, you lived mm. in one world, and then you left that world behind. And all this kind of stuff, and you're thinking that is that's where yeah, it's where it's where cinema can can magically do this, and I don't yeah. It's... Yeah, and 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 what is interesting with the Leone movie, uh, it's basically when you when you see a movie from him, or, or, or and you and you or you see a movie from Hitchcock, you see exactly how the genre is also very related to techniques. And to and to uh, savoir-faire of the, the, the this, these guys, mm. and, and I was always very interesting about that, saying that how to establish a shot, how to light it, how to move the shot, how to what do you want to say, uh, and when would you want to? And I was always thinking that Leone told a lot of, uh, told us a lot of things about, for instance, the timing in movies. Mm. Uh, how you can use a, so, uh, a shot so long and not being and not making long movies. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 and, and Hitchcock told us about how how, how telling a story, uh, uh, how we playing with the audience. I, I, I don't see any any other interest of doing movies, uh, but the only interest for me is really to play with the audience. And I see when you mix the technique of Leone and you mixed the the spirit of, of Hitchcock, you, 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 I think you can really define what is genre. 
No, I think, um, I think you might. I think you might be right. That's a, that's a, that's a perfect cocktail, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. For instance, and, and you add for me, and you add like a writer like Stephen King, uh, uh, and you have, I think, a combination of three of the most uh, uh, interesting uh, mix. Uh, uh, and by the way, it it worked because most of the the movie they made are 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 really brilliant. Now look, let's get let's go on to uh, the most assassinated woman in the world. Yep. And uh, now I, I was at Fright Fest when when the film showed, and you you, you were on stage with uh, a couple of uh, British guys. Um, mm-hmm. Now uh, the people listening won't be won't be surprised to learn that you're French, and mm-hmm. the film the film itself is French language. But but you work with two British guys, uh, James Char- is it Charcow and Charcow, David, yeah, and, David, and, and David, Mur- David Murdoch. Um, yeah. So, do you want to give us like the, 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 where this started then, as a, as a, as, oh, a, as a kernel yeah. of an idea to become a screenplay for a film? Oh, yeah, the, 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 I was a producer, uh, and I'm still, but uh, I was a producer, uh, produced movie like uh, as like an interior inside or livid or uh, last circus uh, mm. around Europe, and I'm used to to talk about uh, to talk uh, with producer and, and other writer about new project, and and they came to me. Uh, with an English script about this actress, uh, but it was but the action was taking place in New York. For them, it was easier because they were they were writing in English. And and when I wrote, I wrote the screenplay, I said, "Oh, there's a lot of things I loved, and 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 but primarily, I I would like to to make a movie about her, and and we need to be accurate. And and if we need to be accurate, we need to make it in Paris. So we wrote the script." Based on my research that I've made in France around uh, around this actress, mm-hmm. uh, I, I read a lot of, of books about her, and, and I, I, I have the chance to read what is a memoir that was really a memoir that she wrote in a magazine in the 60s. And then we came up we came up with a, with, a, with an English script based in Paris with the real actress with and with with merge with more uh, real things. Mm. And then we start to try to finance it, and I was trying to finance it in France and. Uh, and nobody really wanted it because, you know, in France we have this complicated situation with the genre, um, where we have a generation of new directors that love genre, and, and, and most of our old directors love genre, but the system that we have built in France is not helping the genre. We are much more in the political, realistic, boring, uh, hot house uh, world. <laughs> and, 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 and it was impossible to 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 finance in out of France. I was so surprised. It's a French actress. We have French actors. I'm, I'm French. The script is in French. Everything it was French, and nobody really wanted to, to put money. So I went back to my friend in Belgium and uh, 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 UK, and I say we do try to raise some money, and we had some, and, and then we had the chance to send the movie on uh, to Netflix, the project to Netflix, and and this. They, they, send back, uh, they send back their comments like maybe 48 uh, hours later and saying we are in it, we want to do it, uh, but we want to do it in in French. That was a surprise for me because mm. I was maybe we see if we send Netflix they would wanted to make it in English but they said they don't didn't care it's a French story let's do it in French so it's a com- it's a very easy and complicated story at the same time it's it's it was hard to we spent two years to make to try to make it and we we did it in two days so it's really a, 
I would say the new way of producing and and, and doing movies. It's uh, uh, it's it's like that. It's uh, Netflix is a, is a new window of opportunity for producer, and it's exactly what happened to us. No, I mean I must admit I've I've been able to find sort of Spanish genre stuff via Netflix that I wouldn't find ordinarily. Yeah. Um, yeah. I said we don't have to. The discussion we had and made most of it in France because we have this old system that doesn't want to renew itself mm. uh, about Netflix or not Netflix. The question is not Netflix or not Netflix. Is uh, we, Of course we go with Netflix, but how we go with them? Uh, how we can improve uh, our own cinema, how we can improve our, our our generation of director, how we can improve our way of producing movies, and the other way, uh, how we can help Netflix to understand what is our country, why uh, French language movies are important or not, by the way, and, and we can work together. And, of course, festivals, including Cannes, are important for movies. Saying that a Netflix movie is not a movie... Uh, I would say it's totally it's absurd, and I, and I don't know. I'm not with that. I understand that it may be not the same impact. The movie has not the same impact mm. because it's not shown. But I think we have to think about how what is our audience now. And I think what I say on stage and I always think in every interview, it's, I think we are a period of time where people want to see a movie where they want, how they want, with whom they want, uh, um, at the right price. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, one, one of the ones that I did discover was one, one you worked on, Kidnap, from 2010. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last, last year, you know, going, th I was just going through Netflix looking for stuff and, and, yeah. uh, and I hadn't heard of it, and I was like, "Wow, let's get." And I watched it. And I was like, "This is this is for, you know proper adrenaline fueled genre." Because because also that the, the thing that the, we don't want to understand is not Netflix is not uh, the, the the results of uh, the result of uh, a bunch of old guy uh, wanting to make money. Uh, of course they are, but the thing is Netflix is just the reflection of what the audience is, uh, and the audience of Netflix is young, uh, fifteen to twenty five. Uh, so it's more, uh, much more open than the older audience, and they are watching a lot of things, including that they have main main uh, uh, main goal is, is is to watch genre. So in the in the area of genre, Netflix is really the perfect target. And the only the the other impact of Netflix that I think is very important as a producer is I think that since Netflix exists, mm. piracy is going down. Uh, it's going down because uh, uh, now you can't, you have, you don't have any any more alibi. If you are, if you're willing to watch a movie right now, even if it's an old one, even if it's a complicated one, you will always find a way between Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, uh, 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 iTunes. You will you will find a way to get the movie and to get to make it. And to get it for a right price. Maybe. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I mean, we, we, we're talking today, the day after uh, Burt Reynolds sadly died, and last yeah. night, I, yeah. there, there's no Burt Reynolds movies on Netflix UK. There's none on. There's none on Amazon Prime. I ended up having to rent one from iTunes. So I, I chose. Yeah. I chose a, 
Rob Aldrich's uh, hustle. Um, but, and I think things are changing. And maybe in two, in more than ten years, imagine what would be the the, the 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 platform world in in five or ten years from now. I think you will have a platform for everything you like. Uh, you will have some f- platform for horror. You will have some platform for uh, whatever. Uh, and you and and when you are in front of your TV in, or, or computer or iPhone, you, you will have a, a large way, a large uh, offer. Mm. Uh, and then the price will go down. I hope. Uh, and maybe one one day you will buy, you will we will have a Spotify thing or something like that could agglomerate of the all the offer in one, and you're gonna pay maybe ten pounds a, a month, mm. and you're gonna have access to every f- incredible movie all around the world in any version you want. I look forward to that day. Oh, now, of course. <laughs> now, when when you were developing um, the most assassinated woman um what what given given it was given it was inspired by a true story how how did you choose how did you what were the challenges from a storytelling point of view to pick the the sort of pertinent bits to give the audience the the sort of big tale as well as as well as get to some of the important details that make it specific yeah uh, the complex, what was complex in that movie, it at the same time we wanted to be, we wanted to be very accurate, we wanted mm. to be fun, and and also we wanted to make a movie within a movie, mm. uh, uh, and and the, the three of these uh, goals were really complicated because at the end, I didn't want to have like a movie where you you can say oh it was super serious or it was super fun or it was, I wanted to have like. Uh, the impression that people have been um, have been trapped in this movie, and at the end they understand that everything is just cinema. It's just for fun. It's just like not real. Uh, you can take whatever you want in this movie and say it's real or it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not important. It's not a bio- biopic where you have to respect some of the thing. Mm. You have. To, we wanted to play with all the things. So basically, the, the storyline was really clear. Uh, this girl existed. She was an actress. She played in a very well specialized theater in a very uh, uh, specific district of Paris, uh, that mainly the the, the the red light district district of Paris. Mm. So w- where there were a lot of uh, drug girls, alcohol fights, and and of course uh, there were some murderers. So it's, it was clear, it was pretty clean for, clear for me that the story was was there. So based on that, it was the the, the story w- was written in order to use all these elements, and at the end to have a story that looked like the play that was played in the Grand Guignol, meaning that it's Grand is grotesque. Mm, uh, Sometimes it's not even coherent. It's not even clear, or it's not even. Uh, but at the end, you have something that looks like you have been watching a play. Uh, looks like you're still an, a, a theater audience and you were just watching uh, a magical trick. 
And, and that's that's what, what tried to be written. So, so maybe when I watch again the movie, I would say mm, maybe on that point I should have been more precise, or I've been I, I should have made be uh, to add something or to uh, 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 delay something. Uh, but it was a complicated uh, writing process. It, it's it's quite, it's quite a complicated one. It was a quite complicated one. Well, I mean, I mean, from from a view from my viewing point of view, it felt <clears throat> it did feel like we were. We were dropped in that world, and mm-hmm. you, 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 as, as I guess, I guess, as a trick of your story, given, given, given the title gives a big clue as to what's, what this, who this is about, and what it's about. The, um, the to and fro in between, between the what she's doing on stage and the kind of general outcry and outrage that, that's mm-hmm. happening against the backdrop of we know there's a, a leather gloved hand mm-hmm. that's 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 mm-hmm. attached to a killer. Mm. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere down the line, and and there is a net slowly closing in on our on our hero, seemingly. Um, while at the same time, she's 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 encouraging this um, this this idea of sort of debauchery and and and, um, and gratuitous violence in what she does, which obviously people don't think is making for a bad thing, which which is reminiscent of um, the Penny Dreadfuls that that were in Britain. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, they were using in Pelly Dreadful, they were using one episode at the Gonquignol. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, so they, they were reinventing uh, the Gonquignol uh, scene, and, and, and it was close, it, it, it was good because it was. Uh, um, <clears throat> The spirit was 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 in the, uh, in that yeah they, they took the spirit the spirit was good I, I like this episode of Gongingol it was good but, but, but Gongingol was really uh, an incredible theater by the way mm. it's 300 seats it was really in Pigalle uh, people it was like a huge place for theater for most almost 70 years it was full every day several several plays a day uh, they were playing. Uh, Plays in one act, uh, and and every the, the the posters were covering Paris, and most of the posters were written was were written in English, uh, in Spanish because the tourists loved it, uh, and it was a crazy place where you can came uh, with a bottle, with a girl, with a prostitute, with a boy, with whatever. It's, it was a crazy place. Uh, and that's true that uh, a lot of people really wanted to close this theater for, for, for a long time. So it reminds me also, this theater was reminding me what happened in the Jean Cinema uh, in the 90s, where on the, on the, uh, in 2000, where uh, people said, well, uh, we, we want to, to, to destroy the genre. Because the genre was not really liked by people, and and most by the critics, and by, most by the the movie, uh, the uh, artistic movie world. But I think there's a similarity, and, and I wanted to play with that similarity with theater and cinema, and and theater, cinema, and real life. I was going to say, do, do you do you see do you see a timeline then in terms of influence of? Of, of course, the Grand Guignol and the kind of French, ex- of French new wave extreme that came. What we are living now, it's much, it's much more. It's, it's really what the Grand Guignol has, has, uh, has supported like a long period of time. You know, uh, being like uh, being like a, a genre that is, looks to be not part of the family. You know, mm. we are genre, we are cinema, but we are not part of the. F- the, the, the decent family, 
and the decent family that goes to Cannes, the decent family that go to the Oscars or could go to the BAFTAs or go to the, uh, to the press where you can say, oh, oh, uh, Jean is not politically correct. Yes, but I mean, I guess so. I mean, I look at things, I mean, I guess if you look at Cannes, yeah, the, the, the sort of, um, what's going to, what's going up for Palm d'Or is not necessarily always genre friendly but it's more it's seemingly more genre yeah, friendly but for instance my point of view i think that a movie like get out yeah uh, would have never had this success uh if you take if you took out the racial issue of this movie in the context of the america today mm-hmm uh, well, because th- this kind of movie, how many move, how many scripts like that have been already made? In genre, maybe 300 movies like that. Looks like that. <laughs> uh, look, look, it's 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 a so simple movie. Mm. It's nice, it's cool, but it's so simple. But what makes the difference is the political aspect of it. Uh, the racial com- racial comments on it. Uh, but in terms of genre, it's, 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 it's an old one. It's already made. So I think that genre, if genre is not like going to the politically correct, genre will always be the, 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 the black duck of the, of the cinema. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I see, I see a similar trend in, in Britain over the last 20 years because, we, we, we get a lot of mentions for sort of interest, some interesting genre stuff. And if you, if you look at the kind of institutions that, that you might look for support, they talk about wanting to support genre. But you see what comes out. It's rarely a genre film that they, they back. Um, it mm. usually is. Again, it comes back to that idea of traditional drama and realism um, that, that, that seems to get the support of... Um, <clears throat> of, 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 you know, your likes of your, of your BFI and stuff. But for instance, in the genre, what is incredible is uh, since 20 years or 40 years, if you look at the subject and who, who, are, who are the central characters of the genre movie, the genre, the genre movies are mainly women uh, central character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in, in a... In, in, but very, with very few women directors. I think even, even fewer than in the art house uh, system. Mm. But I think that this may be something to use as a genre and to go back to uh, something, I would say, politically correct. Uh, that's why, for instance, my movie, most of the press and most of the journalists that have been interviewed me always say, okay, it's a, mo- it's, it's a woman movie. It's a movie about a woman uh, explaining all the con- all, all the, the the concept, all, all the the feeling that he she had, and everything. And I think, yeah, but I think the genre can help on that in that way. And, and I, I'm not I'm not surprised that most of the genre movie are, are women central character, uh, much more than the other way. And I think it's genre is much more uh, interesting. Uh, that people think, and that's that's what I want to say. It's part of the. We should be part of the uh, the main uh, family of the cinema, and not being only a part of it. Mm. But I think, in, in in some senses, though, it kind of enjoys. It also enjoys being the sort of black sheep of the film family, horror, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I, I don't know if we are the black sheep of the family, and we, or if we want to be the black sheep of the family. I was going to say self-imposed rather than so almost empowered by it. You know, if if the, if the main if, if the mainstream won't have it, then we'll 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 do what we want, and then every. Yeah, but but it's the, also it's also a question of 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 writing interest. For instance, in my in my as as a writer and director, hmm. I have no interest to tell my story, the story of people I know, or to discuss or to talk to to, to talk about or to 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 tell the story about a social fact or a social uh, anywhere i i'm not i don't for, i don't i have no interest to read the newspaper uh, in order to to build a story i don't care i want to tell a story that doesn't exist i'm totally with uh, you on that front i mean i'm 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 in the process of developing a film which is about a young girl who transforms into a bear and kills her father which obviously yeah. doesn't speak to my life <laughs> yeah. directly yeah. at all. And, and that's something that people don't understand. Okay. Uh, uh, because they say, oh, but uh, what is related to, but I don't care. I don't care. Frankly, as a, as a director, I really don't care what's happening in the world. As a, as a director, though, to, uh, doing, doing a period genre film, Mm. Uh, what what was your conversation like with this cinematographer about the look and feel? You've already mentioned this idea that you wanted to make us feel like we really were in that theatre as much as we were watching a movie. So, what was your conversation like with your cinematographer about how you got the look and feel of the of the period and of what you were imagining this film should look like? Ah, we we had a lot of conversation based on 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 paintings, uh, uh, photographic. A photo, photo of Paris mm -hmm. uh, uh, feeling. We had some. Uh, uh, we had some. We, we watched some movies, uh, but it's really an impression of if we have if we want to make it a movie based on the 30s in Paris, what it would like, what how it can look and how it much it would look. To be, we always had the same question. For instance, if you're writing a period piece, do you have to see the house old, or do you have to see the house new? Because if the house was new 200 years ago, it can't be it can't be old. True. So uh, the castle, whatever. So my, my concern was how to make it clearly accurate uh, and not giving the impression of not being uh, uh, really. Uh, truthful, trust, uh, tr uh, and we need to believe in it. Mm. So we had we had this question about about image for a long long period of time, and we decided to to use the the the, uh, the colorimetry of of the light at that at that time. We used a lot. Of, uh, we had a lot of uh, very interesting lightning gear that we rented to uh, very specific rental uh, comp companies with all lights, uh, with, uh, with very strange temperature of color. And, and we try to get that. And at the end, we have a movie that you can say, oh, it's, oh yeah, it's, it's typically in the 30s, or could be even now, at, at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and you don't see the difference. And, it, and I think... Uh, that was most our goal. It's really to make something believable, but not shocking. It's, yeah. it's, 
it's not a, it's, it's not the idea was not to to make a, a generous ten kind. You know what I mean? Uh, or or uh, 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 peplum kind of. We don't. We didn't. We want to be accurate, but not too strong. So there's no, there's no dogma. So so like um no, like, no, no, like, no, like no. um like Kubrick did with um with Barry. But when, when I see the movie, I think that the Ganguignol was exactly that. Got you. It was exactly that. For me, I'm sure. And and, and to be honest with you, you, because of the idea of the packed houses and the and the raging crowds outside, you. Mm-hmm. Apart from a few moments, most of the film feels quite claustrophobic, if that makes sense. Yeah, that was the idea, because she was very much um, in that situation mm. because of the story and because she was trapped in this theater, she, she cannot escape. Uh, and the, all, all the, everything she, every, every time she tried to get out, uh, she had a problem, so because uh, she, she, she was the victim of her success, and mm. and the, the only place where she felt she felt like uh, uh, not in danger was in in uh, in, uh, in in the theater. But at the end, she okay, she had to understand that not. But uh, but in 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 her real life, she was uh, in the theater in the theater, this theater for more than twenty five years. It's a lot. Mm, no, it is now. One of, one of the, the 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 amazing things for me watching it, I, I knew nothing about the sort of the his, the real history of this. This this film was kind of like a, was almost like an introduction to me, uh, to to to, yeah. to 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 part of its sort of rich history. But this particular actress, um, Paula, uh, yeah. the, the the casting of Anna, is it is it Muglali? Is that Muglalis? 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 Um, oh, I have to, I mean, it's, it's like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say this without sounding like I'm, so, it's, it's, it's me leering, but she, she really is one of the most amazingly beautiful women I've seen. And, and, yeah. and, and, and in terms of that role, cause I've seen her in other stuff and, and while she's a good actress, it isn't something that I kind of hone in on, you know, obviously actresses mm-hmm. are beautiful. That's not, a, that's not an unusual thing to observe, but, mm-hmm. but, but in the context of this film, um, it felt like, it felt like she embodied that idea of being noticeable, always noticed, and never away from the limelight, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but most... I think it's... um, She made, like, a a huge uh, performance, but most of the reason why is because she worked a lot on the character. She was mostly the, the, the... uh, bringing me uh, most of the interesting uh, fact about her. Yeah. Uh, and she really liked, first of all, she's a very good actress, a very great actress in France. She, she, yeah. she, she made like, she, she's like a very, but very specific in a way because she's a beautiful girl. At the same time, she has a very strange voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and she was like always playing the kind of uh, sophisticated girl. Uh, uh, she was also a model for Chanel. So th- that kind of thing that she really make her different than my uh, character. Mm-hmm. But then she worked a lot. And now I think she, she most of the, as, as I say, most of the journalists who like the movie said it's, it's a movie about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's, and when they, she, they say her, it's not Pola Maxa. It's a movie about Anna Mugalis. Mm. Uh, and, and she's, yeah, she's terrific in the movie. And she's, a, uh, she was, she's, she's a really great person. And I, I like it very much. I like her very much. She's really, uh, she was really great. And she, she it was hard because, uh, 
uh, it's a complicated character. Um, she wanted to, to, to go even further on a lot of things. Uh, but as as I said also, I didn't want to make a first-time movie. I, I didn't want to use any trick, uh, usual trick of uh, editing, of usual trick of filming where you like uh, you're running on the camera using a drone, whatever. I didn't or close the door and doing like a sound effect thing. I didn't want to do all this thing. I didn't want to do like a first-time movie because I, I have no time for it. Mm. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, and this was not good for this movie. No, uh, no, it's a very, it's a very, it, it seems, it seems a very purposeful movie, you know. It's a, yeah, and classical. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in a way, it's tr- constructed and filmed uh, the coolest way possible, uh, trying to be elegant, uh, uh, and that's it. Because I think that most of the interesting stuff is not the camera. Uh, it's not what I want to do. It's mainly what's happening in, in the, within the story. And, and I think I'm very proud of it uh, for that. So, uh, some of my favorite moments are probably the more sort of low-key bits. So where, where, uh, where Anna is just in a dressing room um, talking with, I'm trying to remember the name, is it George, the character? Yeah. Uh, her sort of, uh, almost like a muse, isn't he? Mm, yeah, those those moments where the only person that understands her or mm. has any understanding with her beyond needing to go on stage and be be the 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 woman that's killed all the time is this is this guy George and it's in a really interesting relationship. It's almost like her her release. So it's less it's it's the time we get to see who she is in fleeting mm. glimpses, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yes, it's. Um... After that, in all the movie, you have a, a, a bunch of. Uh, I, I was very lucky because most of the, the actors of the movie, it's like you, it's it's like you can have, it's like having in UK, uh, I don't know, uh, Emma Thompson, uh, uh, um, uh, John Gilgood, and all these great actors from theater uh, uh, coming and agreeing to play in this in this movie uh, and this uh, aggregation of all these guys. Coming, most of them coming from the theaters mm-hmm. lately, uh, are, are creating a very nice environment for the movie. So in, in a way, again, it's a movie in a movie. This it's a, it's a theater in within with theater actors playing by theater actors that playing in a real theater. You know what I mean? It's always like this combination of fake and real that makes the whole thing interesting and much more. It was interesting for it's interesting for the audience, but it was super interesting for us to shoot because sometime in the movie during the process of shooting. Sometimes we had all together, we were watching all together and say, are we doing it for fake or not fake? Uh, are we talking the audience real or not? But in the same time, we were to, the, the, there were audience in the theater watching the, watching the play. Mm. So we have to think about what we want to show to the, the people in the theater that most of them, after all of them are extras. But also we, we were thinking about the audience in the cinema uh, that were that might maybe not see the same thing. Uh, so it was a compli- complicated situation where, for instance, we shot with two cameras. One was supposed to uh, to have the the point of view of the viewer in the audience mm-hmm. in the theater, and the other camera was the audience outside the theater. 
And, and, and sometimes it was really complicated to shoot that. Sometimes we say, oh, is it true what we say? Or oh, you have to say that because you, it's true or no? No, no, you want to say that because you want to understand that the audience from the cinema understand that you want to say that, but the theater guys want, will understand something else. Out of interest, make it, making a film where part of what happens on stage is about tricking the eye with special effects. Yeah. How much did you stick with the traditional granule special effects methods? And how oh, much did you cheat them? The, oh, oh, everything you've seen yeah. were made, uh, what was trick that were made in the granguignol, but one. The one that you have that related the scene in the theater and the scene in the movie, yeah. where I wanted to show that the movie, we can do everything in theater on real, on prosthetic and real effect, yeah. but not this one. That means that's where the cinema is going, mm -hmm. it's pushing further the special effect world. And, and system, and I wanted to show what the limit of the the theater was, uh, and, and where the cinema is is taking the lead. Uh, uh, but uh, for instance, in the theater, she, a lot of people were coming because the blood was red and real, and they were watching movies that were black and white. They didn't see the red, uh, the blood of the, the red blood. So when the car arrived, the first thing that shocked people is the the color of the of the blood. Wow! That's, yeah, I never thought that of that. Red. So that's why we play with that in the movie, saying, "Oh, oh, uh, the color uh, has an impact on the genre, much more, even much more than the other movies." Mm. Uh, it's because most of the impact is because of red. That's also you understand that in the colorimetry of the movie, the, you have some red. It's because it's the the, the color that we will see first, in the, and then when she she sees the movie uh, in the Grand Rex, she understand that maybe a life at the theater is done because with the red upper, appearing in the movies, um, it's a new world opening. At the same time, that Netflix in the cinema now, it's a new world. You know, it's really a movie within a movie. I like, I mean, also, it's, like, it's interesting, isn't it, that that, that that was part of the visceral experience, obviously things being live and in colour, but also the idea of it being fully immersive, i.e. you're going to get splashed, mm. um, which, which with, you know, the 21st century is seeing a kind of renaissance of mm. immersive experiential theatre, where... Yeah. But it's, it's, it's VR reality. Mm. But at, the, at, at this time, it was real. Mm. What, what, what do you think the leg... I mean, having gone through the process of making this film and having worked on, obviously, produced other, other horror films um, mm. in, in, your, in, your, in your career, um, what, what, I guess there must be a lasting legacy to, to special effects coming out of the Grand Guild. I mean, I live, where I live in Leighton, East London... We're, we're famous for uh, Pepper's Ghost, the, the mm. thing that makes ghosts look like there's a ghost on stage using lighting. In fact, there's a, there's a local pub named after Pepper's Ghost um, because of that. And, and that, that trick is still used to this day, I think, yeah. in, in theatre. So what, what is know, it? It's a, love, it's a love letter to Jean movies. Mm. This movie is a love letter to Jean. And I wanted to, to, make, uh, to take, uh, show respect to all the all the different aspects of the genre, including the actors, including the special effects, including every, everyone behind the camera, everyone in front of the camera. Uh, and, and I wanted to show that genre movies are much more smarter than you can think. Uh, because we have been here, 
at every great step of the cinema history. Mm. When you believe that uh, people say, oh, Méliès is so great, but imagine Méliès, uh, by the way, is French, uh, was French, uh, from Méliès to, uh, to Guillermo del Toro, what an incredible story. Uh, the cinema would not have been, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. would not have been the same yeah. if this genre director never uh, existed. So that's that's what I wanted to say. I don't know if you have, but in the movie, my my journalist uh, is 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 named Jean Charpentier, and Jean Charpentier is the the, the perfect translation of John Carpenter. Uh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of things. There's a lot of poster of the Ganguignol that has taken from Shining. Uh, there's a poster taking taking from uh, Toby Hooper movies. I think it, this is really what I wanted to do. It's something that it's a love letter to my to the genre that bring me from my childhood to here, and 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 I like it. And and I'm not I'm not talented so much talented as Guillermo del Toro with Pan Labyrinth. For me, it's one of the best ever uh, horror movie uh, genre movie ever. But all these guys. From Sam Raimi to John Carpenter to Jacques Tourneur to Franju, uh, from all these guys in the 30s, 20, Murnau, to see all these guys mm. who have a better st- history uh, of filming than most of the other uh, genre. And, and I just wanted to say that. Uh, well, no, well, I'm, gl- I'm glad you did because that means now when I, when I'm going to be re watching it with my wife because she wasn't with me at Frightfest and yeah. uh, she. She loves sort of um, period details in in, uh, in the horror films we watch because she doesn't watch all the horror films with me. But anything that that harks back to another time is always something that's interesting, and it means I can be uh, be spotting spotting these details now, having uh, having seen the film once already. Well, look, sir, um, thank you very much for your time on the podcast. It's been oh, thank you. It's thank been you. an absolute uh, absolute riot, really. I've really enjoyed. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't what I was. Um, it was. I wasn't expected to dissect the genre, but I've really enjoyed it. I mean, in hindsight, I should have expected it because, like you say, your film, your film really is a kind of look back while dragging us into the future at the same time, mm-hmm. um, which I think is to be applauded. So, congratulations on the film. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The Britflix podcast is provided absolutely free. If you want to help me get the podcast out to more people, please take a moment to leave a review on iTunes. Or if you want to help me out directly, there's a link in the show notes to my Patreon page. All contributions are welcome. And the music is by Chris Reed of thecomposers.tv.
you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.